Hey, Worst Ever fans, this is Christine Lakin. We are back this week with a new episode. This is part one with Damon Pampolina. You would know him from the Mickey Mouse Club and The Party, if you're nasty. Don't forget, we also have all new merch, including face masks and gaiters. Check that out at worsteverpodcast.com. And stay safe, stay sane, and thanks for listening. The worst moments of our life. Hey, girl, hey, that's bad. Uh, so speaking of, like, worst ever experiences. That is the worst ever. I don't feel so good. And that was my worst audition How bad can I be? <laughs> when we feel the pain is best or funny. Welcome to, Welcome worst, to ever. worst Ever Podcast. <laughs> I'm Kovita, your host. I'm your host. Also known as Allah Jesus. Okay. But Kovita, one of the pandemic twins. Um, and I'm your other host, Christine Lakin, or known today as my former alias, apparently, Al Lambert. This yeah, is I was going to say, yeah. I've got a very Al look going on today. You do? I was just going to say that. You look like a little <laughs> step-by-steppy. I do. I feel like, I'm just going to say this out now because it's okay. going to bother me that you've been sort of ignoring me the past week. <laughs> okay, I, I feel, I'm sorry that you feel that way. I appreciate your apology. Um, no, I'm sorry that you feel that way. I have okay. been ignoring you. Okay. I'm just, you know, I'm trying to keep it together over here. I get it, Christine. I mean, listen to me. We've been through pandemics before. We've been through earthquakes. We've been we through We haven't wars. been through pandemics before. In the 50s, there was a huge flu pandemic that killed like a million alive, people. alive, even though you were. I wasn't here. Uh, slow down. I'm just saying we are resilient human beings. We can get through this. There's no reason to make it such a big deal. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't really think you have, I don't think you, okay. You're going to have to just like lean forward or stay in the same position because the background I'm, is I, I, making I, me nuts. It's the worst ever podcast background. I get it, but it's like moving in and out and it, it looks crazy. Um, listen, um, you know, anybody who doesn't have two children under five, I don't really want to hear it because you, you don't understand what my life Um, is like at all. Okay. And I have a child who is teething four teeth coming in right now. And sometimes he just decides to scream from two in the afternoon until we put him to bed at seven. And when I say scream, it's, it's blood curdling. It's so loud. So. I'm doing everything I can to just like not lose my mind sometimes. Well, and <clears throat> the positive, your Japanese chicken salad this round was amazing. It was really good this time. Yeah. And so you should keep that exact same ratio of everything. Yeah. Okay. Don't, don't start changing it up. No, I'm not. I haven't been. Okay. Well, I'm going to keep it at that. All right. So I've never... Sure rotisserie chicken making it which is what it always calls for just because then you don't have to poach the chicken i've always poached it because it's a little healthier um not as much well, poaching salt. and poaching's easy poaching so easy yeah. um i have been making some great dinners i will say last week i feel like i really killed it i made a grilled a braised artichoke i made a whole roasted chicken um yesterday we put a pork butt <laughs> pork butt in a which a roast basically in the crock pot and made pulled pork yeah i love pulled pork except i don't really eat pork but if you make pulled beef 
Um, have you been By drinking way, we, more? I mean, I have a cocktail every night for sure. Yeah. Can we, can I don't talk drink about during what? the day. Oh, real quick about Unless our it's guests. Sunday. Real quick yeah, about yeah. our guests that's coming. And this is between me, you and the audience. Okay. He's been texting me all weekend because he's like, I don't have any stories, blah, blah, blah. But he's like an Adam Lavonier. I've known him for years. Okay. And he's got crazy ass stories. We just have to get him out. You know what we'll I mean? Get him. Yeah. Oh, no, I know we'll get him. But he's like, I just don't know what I'm going to talk about. I'm like, shut up, dude, and quit bothering me. Um, but yeah, I was like, calm down. We're like the gurus of interviews. You'll be fine. Okay. You'll be fine. Um, Wait, can I ask you a question? Go ahead. Before I forget, are your allergies crazy right now? Not yet, but I can tell they're going to start coming soon. Oh, my God. My allergies are insane. They're so bad. And you don't want to mistake them for the corona. Well, right. I haven't been anywhere. I don't go anywhere. I By the can't... way, all my all my wigs are courtesy of Rio Mid City. Follow them on Instagram. I just want to give them a plug. They're sending me wigs. I'm getting short bobs coming. I think soon. Um, Covid, that we... that's pretty cute. I feel like you could co hmm. Covivian. No, this is Covida. The her twin is. Pen, um, is Quarantina. Uh, Quarantina and they're the pandemic twins. Okay. Quarantina will meet our next guest that we're interviewing next week or this week. Um, which, so, then what's think, the, so then what's the very first wig? That's Corona. Oh, okay. It's just right. Corona? That's Corona. I didn't know I was going to have a wig thing during the whole pa- pandemic. I was <laughs> like, uh, I'm like keeping up with the Kardashians here. <laughs> you very, You really are. And this thing is like 20 inches. You know how many times I sat on it? It's so fucking long. So I was like, you're going to have to send me a bob or something. Oh, yeah, that'd be cute. Well, we're going to have to come up with another name Mm -hmm. for that one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A bob for stage two. Oh, my God. Don't even say that because I'm just so ready for everything to open up. In fact, but I'm just kind of, listen, everyone needs to calm down with the opening up. I, I want things to open up. I'm getting restless, too. I, I'm missing certain things like sitting at a bar and the whole bit, but wow. I, I, um, I'm still scared. I am going to try to get the antibodies test because I am going to try to fly to Florida at the beginning of June. Right. So I'm going to go to Atlanta first, drive from Atlanta to Florida, help my parents move to Orlando. So if there's any fans that want to reach out and uh, try to get together. I'll yeah, it's um <clears throat> I've been trying to get one through my doctor. I think I'm I'm going to only cuz I mean, I never got tested when I felt bad cuz there weren't any tests. Right. So I would right. be really, really curious, although it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything, but I just want to know <clears throat> They're already saying that it doesn't mean you can't get it again. I kn- I understand that. I don't want to go through the whole thing. Don't write me saying that you can I know the whole thing. Okay? okay? I get it. I just want to know if I if I do have the antibodies and I did have it. Yeah, right. I want to. That's all I want to know. Yeah, for sure. No, you definitely had it. You gave it to me. We both couldn't get tested. Then your roommate gave it to my roommate, it. and he got tested right in time and tested right. positive. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Covida is in my mouth. <laughs> the hairs. It's so bad. I have like the worst. I have the worst post nasal drip. Everyone around here. This fucking town. Everyone around here is trimming their damn trees. I get it. 
this is about to be fire season. We have to do it. But they've already said we're extending the deadline on all the trimming of the trees. Can we fucking stop trimming our trees every single day? I know I sound like an angry white lady who's just complaining you do. about dumb stuff. But you like do. I'm home all day, like every day. Buzz saws every day. Chainsaw. There's nothing else for people to do. Calm down. The trees are fine. Everybody I'm. Pr- I'm. Pr- I've never gardened in my life, and I'm pruning things. I get it, but they <laughs> these people around here they ain't doing this shit themselves. By the way, um, I had a, an altercation with one of the Waggy Beef people, but it was my fault. What would you do? Well, they have a nephew or the grandchild of Waggy, whose name is Amir, but we'll just call him Arir, and allegedly. Um, I was texting him to see my uncle who's got stage four cancer and is literally dying. And he's the one that was in the, in the nursing home, but now he's, by the way, he's home. Everyone he's in his own home and everyone's happy. We're all getting along. My aunt still doesn't talk to me and my, and Hambone doesn't talk to me, but the rest of the clan talked to me. And I thought Arir was ignoring me because I was texting him because I wanted to FaceTime with my uncle. And I thought he was ignoring me. I had his wrong number. He had a new number. So I had to cut, I came clean and confessed and I go, dude, you only, if you had any idea what I was saying and was about to do to you, he's like, oh my God, no, I have a new number. He goes, I'm sorry. I go, he goes, I go, I'm, no, I go, I'm sorry because I literally was cussing your name. I was going to like talk really shitty about you on my podcast. And then, and then, but I won't. Um, oh. And so he's like, oh God, I can only imagine. I go, yeah, but we're in a good place. Just want to get an okay, update on God. the family. And I sent my brother a whole Lysol dream package. You did? That should arrive today. If they haven't gotten it, I haven't gotten a thank you yet. So we'll you, see. Well, all of those, all of those early morning runs to Walmart are just really It, it paid off. off. It paid off. I have my, I have my Lysol dream package ready to go to send my mom and dad today. Good for you. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Damon is waiting in the waiting room. Shall I admit him? Admit him. Here we go. Oh, well, let's, let's introduce him first. Yeah, please. Okay. So this is an old friend of mine from the Mickey Mouse Club. I've known him since I think he was like 13 or 14, maybe 15 um, in Orlando. He was a Mouseketeer. He was in the hit pop group, The Party. The Mr. party. The party. Mr. Damon Pampolina. Okay. He's joining now. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh. <laughs> he's in like a beautiful outdoor oasis. No. That's a, what are you laughing you know, at? <laughs> Is this a quarantine here? Yes. That's Quarantina. Amazing. There's also uh, Covida. They're the twins. There's two different wigs. And then there's just a totally different one for, that's COVID. <laughs> He's What's lost COVID? it. What's He's COVID look lost like? It. Dark um, and curly? Yes, kind of. We, we've lost it. We've lost a laugh. Somehow he's gone. He's gone rogue. I hope that's not on my end. No, right? No, you're fine. Um, oh. Hi, Damon. Nice to meet you. How are you? I'm pretty good. What's Hanging in there. So long? <laughs> I don't what know. What's taking so long? Where the hell you been? Um, uh, are you it, are you in what part of town are you in? Where are you? Uh, Houston, well, Texas. And we're in Houston. Kind of south. Hey, side. sorry. There you are. Sorry about that. I don't know what happened to you. I don't know either. It just like um, pooped out on me. 
Shit. Here we go. I'm back. Oh, very nice. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Yeah. yeah, let's let's talk about this backdrop, shall we? This is the original Musketeer photo, Damon. Nice, buddy. Who are you blocking? Uh, oh, you're blocking me. Yeah. Well, you're on, so I don't need to see you. Very Can you see? There you go. Oh my god, so cute. Let me look at you. You look great, dude. Thank you, buddy. Totally look uh, the same as that picture, right? Mm-hmm. Wow, look at that Texas. Uh, blue skies in Texas. <laughs> what, how are you doing during the COVID? This is COVID, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I explained that. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, fuck it. I'm just the whole cor- This is the whole thing. I'm going nuts. It's, uh, it's tough. It's been really tough. We've got a story. A uh, couple gets married in Vegas, drives to California. Go ahead. Go ahead. And uh, Border Patrol says, well, you can come, but you can't leave. They could come into California, but you could but literally like the Eagle song. Oh, my God. You know, California. Uh, is that it's for real? This is what I heard. That's some bullshit. We're not like that. <laughs> well, think about it. They, they, they don't want people like leaving the state, you know what I mean, going infecting the rest of the America. I know. I, I don't believe it. Okay. People are going to Mexico, okay? Um Who's going They're to Mexico? To, well, I just saw I saw a whole news article today that they were saying that uh, San Diego is begging the um, U.S. government, the federal government, to help them with their border because people are going in and out to Tijuana, and Tijuana is suffering. They're like because the hospitals are not great, and there's like there is an up. San Diego's at four percent with the um, COVID, and Tijuana is at fourteen percent. Whoa! And they don't have the facilities and the and the um, ventilators and stuff to you know treat people. And so they're like, "Can you help us?" And it, ironically, Trump is making fun of California because now you need my help with the borders. Got it? Yeah. Uh, um, all right. So Damon and I have known each other for how long? It's got to be, oh, well, listen, if we just celebrated our 30-year anniversary last year. Right. So oh, over, thir- oh. over 30 years. Yeah. So that's it's about 30. Yeah. Right? Yep. That's crazy. The, you celebrated the 30-year anniversary of the Mickey Mouse Club, the um, new Mickey Mouse Club. Right. Of it airing. So we were running before the airing, weren't we? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we used to get in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damon is like a womanizer, by the way. If you haven't noticed, <laughs> I He's... haven't noticed. What am I supposed well, to notice? Can, There's like a pool can in the you, background. Can you tell? Can you tell? I mean, listen to me. He's married and has a child, by the way. Who's like a mini Damon. Uh, so let's get that clear. But back in the day, thank you. Back in the day, clarify that. Back in the day, this kid was out of fucking control, <laughs> and. Allah was uh, one of my castmates' guardian in LA. What does that tell you? Did right. Because, yeah, she. I, well, did you know that, Christine? Yeah, that you were a guardian. Yeah, for Chase, which mm-hmm. we're going to try to get on here as well. But oh, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, Chase's parents didn't want to go <laughs> to LA for three months, two months, while they recorded their album. So they're and I had just turned eighteen, just turned eighteen, just graduated high school, and they're like. Can Allah be his guardian? And I was like, oh yeah, I'll God. go. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, you, that's like the worst idea ever. Can you imagine? Like, so yeah. it was easy. Chase only ate grilled cheese sandwiches. So I didn't have to do... That's all he ate. 
the best Christine is. Allah was getting money from his mom and was getting per diem from the record company. <laughs> he was, we were rolling. We were now, shopping at the Beverly Center every day. Every that day. sounds like the, the Quarantina I know. There's the yeah. Quarantina you know. Oh, yeah. We had a blast. And it was and, right before I moved to New York. So such I was good, like, and, then, and then my mom was out there with me. So Allah and my mom were going to Price is Right and all kinds of uh, games. Yeah, shows. we were doing all kinds of stuff. Yeah. That's so funny. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Damon, so we've, like, how did you how did you start? How did the whole Mickey Mouse Club thing happen for you? Um, are we on right now? Or are we just shooting the breeze? No, no we're, we're on. on. Okay. Well, y'all are so casual. I couldn't tell. <laughs> well, it told you it's not a big deal. Cal- calm down. He's bugging me all weekend. I'm like, just fucking relax. I want to give you good material. Low, no, we're about as low brow as it gets. So don't we're, don't worry. We are the I'm Kelly. A- we're the ghetto Kelly and Ryan. Yeah, I'm okay? in my freaking closet. Okay, I was getting ready to say, Christine, you're in your closet. You got yeah, this is yeah. the only place I can get away from my kids. So, oh, that's funny. I had to get mine with Grandma and Grandpa right now, so I could be here for you guys. Yeah. Um, it all started in uh, Houston, Texas, where I'm at now, my hometown. Was doing some local stuff, uh, print work, and and um, you know some commercials and stuff, trying to get my feet wet. And that started about seven or eight. And then, long story short, went to Dallas with the one and only Mr. Matt Casella for an audition for a film that was going to be called Why Because We Like You, which was a movie about the original cast in the 50s, right? Okay. Uh, and Matt Casella said, you know what? You're, you don't look like any of those, those castmates, but you would be great for a project that's coming up in a few months. So uh, I'm going to reach out for you. So the writer strike came on at that time. It was about a six-month gap. And then they came back out to Dallas for uh, the Mickey Mouse Club. And I went back up to Dallas from Houston, did that one, then got a call maybe two weeks later to go and screen test at the MGM Studios in Orlando. Wow. Here's here's the kicker with Damon, just so and Damon, you we can be honest, it's not a big deal. He's tone deaf, can't sing. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. I mean, we're like way past like the trying to fake it, dude. Yeah. Uh he can't sing, we're shit. The only thing he's got for going for him is he's funnier than hell, great personality, and he can dance. Well, that's at least two of a of a, of a triple threat. Right. Well, threat. I was getting ready to say a lot of those kids were triple threats, and uh, they were classically trained. So we get around the piano, and all these kids start belting out all these tunes, and I'm intimidating as hell. And uh, I had been practicing everything. Uh, everything is coming up roses, coincidentally. So <laughs> that's the song. That's the song I was practicing because once I booked the show, I was trying to get my vocal ability stronger. So Barbara uh, Epstein, I think was her name. She's at the piano. She's like, "What do you want to do?" And I go, "Everything's coming up roses." And everybody looks at me like, "What the hell?" Um, and we did all right. We got through it. But the bottom line is, Allah is correct. I mean, it was very intimidating there at the beginning to be around all those vocalists. Uh, they were really strong. Rock Hill, Herring, Brandy Brown, Jennifer McGill. I mean, these kids were like amazing. Amazing wow. scene. Yeah. Right. So so he <laughs> they would give him <laughs> they would give him all the rap songs. Yeah. But he had that, such a country twang. So the rap songs would sound like uh some country like rap. Like a alarm. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. He had one song called Buttermilk Biscuits. Allah's favorite. It's my favorite song. Look oh it up God. if you can. It's hilarious. Which, which was a remake from Sir Mix-a-Lot. Sir Mix-a-Lot was the original artist of Buttermilk Biscuits, and we heard it, and we pitched it to the uh, music director, and they bought it. They said, yeah, let's do it, somehow. 
Oh my God, hilarious. Yeah, very country, very country-esque and and songs. So um, how long did you how long did you um, sh- film the Mickey Mouse Club? Or you were doing that in Orlando before you came out to LA? Yeah, so um, we were there for a good two years. I think Allah could help me with my numbers. We completed 150 episodes, uh, three seasons. So because it was a five day a week variety show, right? So right. your sitcoms take five to six years to do that, and we were do- right. we did it in like a year and a half. Wow, um, which was pretty insane. Yeah, they were. Well, no, they, they, and I've talked to Dee Dee and Albert and, um, uh, Lindsay Alley before, and they worked you guys to the bone. I mean, you guys were working crazy hours a day to the point where you guys were losing it in the sense of like acting up and being obnoxious and just losing it because you had no time off. Yeah. Literally, I mean, you went from season to season to season. Five days a week, taping every day. Like it was, it was long hours and stressful. Yeah, and I think one of the reasons of doing it in Orlando and not LA was they could push those hours in LA. I don't think they would have got away with that. Do you agree, Alan? Yeah, because it's a right to work state, and it was not like a union Mm. uh, uh, thing at the time for them. But yeah, I, I mean, they would like they would literally. I mean, the amount of like they would literally cause chaos around MGM studios like nuts. Yeah. We were nuts. Pretty out of control. Um, Plus they had school. Yeah. We had tutors on set. There was a, there was a trailer on set and we condensed it to three hours a day, nine to 12 lunch, and then go into rehearsal or, you know, filming. Um, But you know, a lot of good story too, talking about working us to the bone. This is kind of a worst ever. We have um, a reunion show with the original, some of the original members, Annette Funicello, Cubby, right? They come on. They're there for a week. Uh, that week was brutal. And uh, they were pushing us quite a bit. And it got to the point to where I ended up passing out on the set in front of some of the originals. I mean, and the big execs were there too. Oh, no. Yeah. So that the, the, t- I'm, the point of that is, is like the timing for that to happen could not have been worse than like with the originals there, you know. But then were they like, okay, maybe we need to reevaluate? Or were they like, get up, Damon? Back <laughs> in there. We're jazz hands. Yeah. You better hammer time, Damon. Hammer time. Dance, monkey, dance, monkey, dance, monkey. I mean, is that song not us back then? Um, you know, the schedule really didn't subside after that. I mean, obviously, I took a break a little bit, and uh, but it it stayed, it stayed model for the most part. Yeah, it was crazy. And, and Damon, Chase, and Albert were like the three rambunctious guys in the group, mm-hmm. and the producers used to think that I was their drug dealer. <laughs> Because they were so out of fucking control. Meanwhile, I didn't drink. I didn't do drugs. I was like the cleanest one. You know, I was just like guilty by association. And so I, they pretty much didn't want me on set. They thought Allah was our bad influence. That yeah, is so like, funny. Well, I could yeah. see that because, you know, you definitely come off like maybe a little bit of a bad influence if someone doesn't know you. I mean, right. you know, you're in the mix. You're like, you're like brassy. But if anyone really got to know you, like, not a druggie. <laughs> Definitely no, not a druggie. No, no. And, I, and, and, you know, I think it was just, he used to dress very flashy. And, you know, this is, this is late 
eighties going into the nineties, the hippie power flower movement was in, he dressed very flashy, had a great hair. He had a great car. So I think just out, you know, perception was, was, Oh yeah, this kid's, you know, right. He's the reason why they had to find a reason why they were so fucked up. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh yeah. No, it was, it's a true story. Okay. So, so that, then they, you go out to LA for the party. No. That was no, more no, Mickey no, no, Mousing. No. Okay. So they do more Mickey Mousing, but they decided it was at the height of the new kids, right, Damon? Yeah, but we, we LA was for the uh, recording of the album and stuff for the party. It was for, right, but they, they said, we're going to take the five oldest kids from... Um, are you still there, Damon? What if he was there, but he was just decided to like be very still and totally fuck with us Fro- and froze. Froze. Okay, we're say? back. Was that my fault, Allah, or do we not know? Yeah, no, it's you. You froze. Damn it! It's all right. You got your service. Your hair. It, you're very natural with your hair. You, the way you're handling it, it's like I mean, it's like it's you, dude. Oh, he's been I, wearing I, this now for seven weeks, so it's well, basically I, I have, part of him. I have three different personality wigs, Damon. Which one is one is Corona. This is Covida. And then I got her twin, uh, the pandemic twin, um, Quarantina. Love it. Quarantina I've, Pampolina. I've come out. Oh, of the we're gonna get <laughs> because I just couldn't room. yeah, I couldn't sit in there any longer. So now I've I've realized I could probably be mobile. All right. So, came out of the closet. so, so at, at the end of the run, during the New Kids heyday, they saw that these pop groups were doing really well. And there wasn't a real, like, pop group that had, like, a mixture of people, of boys and girls, and different ethnicities. So Disney, it's when Hollywood Records first came out, decided to start a pop group called The Party and take right. the five oldest kids or the five longest kids on the Mouse Club because they were about to, like, age out of the show and make the group go ahead damon damon he's a fucking moron (laughs) (laughs) oh he on a dial-up i don't know yeah he's on dial-up he's on dial-up oh this is the worst interview ever he's using i got so excited i got get inside damon no one needs to see the yard Get in where it's closer to the Wi-Fi. Oh, oh my God. Hollywood Hollywood Records was formed, which is like Touchstone to Disney. It was funded by Disney. So it was kind of a no-brainer to take five of the more, um, I guess, the older kids that were on the show and let them evolve into this pop group concept. Um, Peter Paterno was the president at the time. He had a great background as an entertainment lawyer. And he had some really great connections. So with Disney funding and his connections, it was it was a pretty amazing opportunity that we got to be a part of. For example, like he was asking who we wanted to work with. One of the artists uh, or producers was Dr. Dre. Well, he used to represent Dr. Dre. So he oh, made wow. a phone call. Yeah. And then now we were in the studio with Dre. And that was right before the Chronic album in 90, to kind of give you a reference. Um, so, Yeah. It was cool. And then like Allah was saying, it really was ahead of its time as far as multi, um, you know, um, different nationalities and co-ed guys and girls. You know, that was way before the Black Eyed Peas, right? So we were kind of the first group to, to venture into that concept, uh, guys and wow. girls. And, yeah. and multi, multi mixed nationalities, you know. 
Right. And everyone's saying it except for Damon. <laughs> another another, another uh, opportunity there where I'm surrounded by, you know, strong, strong vocals. Uh, so we kind of oh. became the rapper slash hype man, um, if you will. And like, just give them an example of like some of the people besides Dr. Dre, like Jody Watley you worked with, right? So yeah, we had some great, great, uh, amazing producers that we got to work with, write with and create with. It was awesome. That's great. That's amazing. You really yeah. like think about like, I mean, you guys were sort of given uh, like full access to some of the most amazing people. So like, what was the, how long were you, was, were you in the party? How long did that go on? Yeah, I usually tell everybody it was about two and a half hours of the show and about two and a, two and a half hours, two and a half years at the show and two and a half years of the group in roughly. So about five years total for that, okay. which now that I'm older, I look back and I'm like, God, that's nothing, right? Like five years well, is nothing. Two and a half years is nothing, you know? Yeah, yeah but you also, you also t- like you would also, they also brought the party on them as part of the mouse club to sort of like transition them and to promote the party. Right. And then they, they did a huge tour. Like you toured with what? Taylor Dane. Yeah. Taylor uh, Dane. Uh, Color Me Bad, Vanilla Ice, Hollywood Records bought the right to the rights to Queen at the time, and so the record president called Vanilla and said, "Look, we could you know press, we could sue, but why don't you let my group go on tour with you instead? Um, let's work that out." So that was kind of the little inside tidbit there that not a lot of people know, right? So um, that's how we got on with him, and yeah, and then a couple of tours in Europe. Uh, High Five with us was another group we got to tour with. But they were phenomenal. Um, I'm trying to think who else I love. I forget, but you did so many. Well, the, just to clarify the vanilla, vanilla ice thing, ice, ice, baby. He sampled the queen intro. He was going to Hollywood records owned the queen and queen. They were going to sue him rather than suing Hollywood, rather than suing vanilla ice. They bargained to have the party open up for him. And was he nice to you guys? He was kind of a, uh, he was kind he of He hated a, you. Yeah. He wasn't the really? most. He was on top of the world at the time. And then we kind of got, you know, pushed onto that tour. So I don't think he was the most ecstatic, but we had 10,000 seaters every night with him, 10, 15,000 seaters every night. So it was amazing exposure. Wow. Uh, and at the end of the day, he was still pop. You know, that was, he was a pop artist. Um, he was a one hit wonder, by the way. Go yeah. Ahead. And we, uh, and so our audience, you know, it, it was kind of a good mix with us and him. You know what I mean? Uh, we got some great exposure, but uh, it was wild. It was wild. That was, a, and he had a full blown like DJ, saxophonist, percussionist, I think. He kind of had the whole band thing going, which was killer. And there was a couple of times where he brought us on at the end of his show. He'd let us get out there and tear it up at the end of the, at the end of his show, which was awesome with him, you know. Um, very cool. Christine, did I ever tell you the Filipina Pampolina Hawaii story? No. I never said it on air. I don't think so. Okay. So they uh they were on tour and uh they were going to Hawaii, the party, to perform. Um and so they were like, You should come with us. So I asked my parents, I was like, Can I go? You know, it was like the summer before my senior year. I was like, Can I go? And they're like, all right, fine, whatever. So I, Damon has a sister by the name of, I can't even remember her name now, Carla. (laughs) 
Carla Pampelina. And so we were friends, you know, we're all the, all the Musketeers, their siblings and me, we're all friends. It was like a family. Very close. Very close. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I called the Pampelinas and said, I'm going to fly to Houston and, uh, I'll meet you in Houston. I'll stay like a night or two in Houston. And then me and Carla will fly to Hawaii together from, uh, Houston. So I fly there, spend the night. The next day, uh, Philip Pampolina takes us to um, the airport. We go, the tickets in Phil's name, because at that time, remember, this is like pre, this is like 1988, 89, right? Right. The, t- the ticket was in Phil's name because the record company, you know, gave the parents tickets or whatever. But Carla was going to go. So she's, she was just going to use his ticket. And they didn't check IDs then at the po- that point. So Phil being the fucking, um, what's the guy? He wanted his fucking miles. He's very much like me. Oh, okay. So he goes Got up it. to the counter and he's we're checking in. And he was like, I just want to make sure, I want to make sure my miles are on there. You know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so he goes, he goes, and she's like, okay. And then he goes, and he starts talking to Carla. He goes, okay, how many bags, Carla, how many bags you got? Blah, blah, blah. She's like, so the lady at the counter was like, well, wait a minute, who's traveling? You or her? And she's like, well, she's traveling, but because I, I can't go, I'm going to go, you know, in a, in a couple of days. So she's going to go instead and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, uh, you have to, it has to be in her name. And she's like, he's like, okay, well, fine, put in her name. And she's like, no, this is a non-refundable ticket. The only way I can put in her name is if I refund it and then change it. And I can't do that. So you can't, she can't go. It's either you or or that's it. So he's like, oh, fuck it, fine. I'm going to go, blah, 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 right? So we're looking at him like, okay, he's just screwing with her. Carl and I were laughing. He's like, just go, blah, blah, blah. We go through security. Um, they don't check. Remember, this is a time where they don't check IDs or anything. Wait, and- pause. And now he's got all of her clothes in a suitcase. That's checked in, but he's still not going to go. She's going to go. He's just okay. pretending okay. now like he's he going to go. Lie. Okay. He just got lied it, to it, the entire thing. Got it. So we're walking to the gate and, you know, we stop by the Cinnabon, whatever. We're walking to the gate. And I say to Carla, because Phil like double parks and he's like, I got to go back, you know, and he leaves. <laughs> and I say to Carla, I go, if, if they give us a hard time, just say your name is Filipina Pampolina. <laughs> and I'm just joking because I'm like, oh, they're not going to say anything. I've never had my ID checked at this point, you know. Right. So we get, we get to, um, we get to go in on the plane, and we give them the ticket. Whatever. We're sitting on the plane, and we haven't left. And then all of a sudden, the doors open again, and some person comes on. The woman at the counter had called the gate and said, "Just double check and make sure that you know, blah blah blah." So he walks over to our seats. Carla is freaking out. Oh my God. And he's like, she's like, he's like, can I see your ticket, please? And she's like, sure. And I go, what's the problem? And he's like, we just need to check the ticket. And he goes, um, what's your name? And she goes, Filipina Pampolina. Oh my God, amazing. And he's like, excuse me. And I go, her name is Filipina Pampolina. He goes, can you guys step up to the front for me, real quick? And then he goes, so he pulls us up to the front of the where the cockpit is. He's like, "Ma'am, what's your real name?" She goes, "It's Filipina Pampolina." He goes, "Seriously, we're, just tell us now, what's your name?" And I go, 
It's and I look at him, I go, it's Filipino family. He goes, let me see your ID. I go, no. I go, my name is Allah. Do you know if it's a boy or a girl's name? And no one's asked for my ID. I go, so that's bullshit. I said, that's bull. So he was frustrated. I go, her name's Filipina Pampolina. It's not state, it's not the law to ask for an ID. And that's that. So they let us on and we had a layover in Dallas. So we were freaking out, like going, it's gonna happen to us in Dallas. They're gonna call the DFW. So sure enough, we get there. And to this day, I call her Filipina Pampolina. Oh my God. That oh, is yeah. so funny. Well, what's worse is Damon. Sorry, Damon, I'm th- I'm calling you out. Oh, I know where you're going. Yeah. He used to take, and I've already Albert and I already talked about it on the podcast. He Damon used to take the airbags, the life vests from under the seat, hide him in his bag, and then when we'd get to the hotel room, he'd scare the shit out of us, jump on the bed, and like inflate the bag. Oh my god. Which is, so, a federal, which is a federal offense, I think, taking that. Federal offense, yeah. So there's a bunch of Eastern Airlines at the time <laughs> who, ain't got, who ain't got life vests under their seats. Oh, my God. That's, That's the crazy. kind of shit that Damon would do. Oh, it was fun times. Oh, my God. Those That's CO, nuts. You CO2 uh, cartridges, you know, ignite. Yeah. yeah, that was good stuff. <laughs> my uncle was a flight attendant, and he, would, he was just blown away that I would do that. He was, you were out of your mind. You know, oh my god! Yeah. So when you guys, when you were out in LA, how old were you when um, that part started? When we first started, we were about fifteen. Oh, okay. About so 15. you were always there with a parent. Yeah, we we were since we were underage and not of legal age, we had to have a right. guardian. So uh, majority of us all had our moms with us, and again, Allah was was Chase's guardian. So whenever we needed to go somewhere, get in trouble, or have a little friend over, we went to Allah's apartment. Slash chase. Right. <laughs> and we would go, like, we used to go to all the bars. Like, we would hang out with, like, remember Bar One, Damon? Bar One, because of Rick Scott. Yeah, Rick Scott, who was their publicity person. Right. W- would Damon. take us to Bar One. And, and like, people like Prince and the New Kids. And, I mean, you name it. It was every celebrity was there. It was crazy. Yeah. yeah. And afterwards, we'd go to, like, what was the, what was the restaurant that we'd go after Bar One? The, the diner? Big- Ed DeBevix. Yeah. Ed DeBevix. I used to love that place. Yeah, we used to go with, um, which new kid used to drive us there? John. Yes. John. Yeah. Nice. Very nice. Very sweet. They were all, they were all class acts. Uh, yeah, so now you can, you know, we were like the Drew Barrymore's 15 drinking at a bar with a lot, you know, till two in the morning. Awesome. Oh my God. That's amazing. We had I, some- yeah. I was never allowed to do any of that. My mom kept a like Hawkeye on me. I wasn't allowed to be out after like 11 ever. Did you grow up in LA? Yeah. I was here since I was 12. Um, But once I like, once, you know, I started college and my parents moved back to Atlanta. um, I was into like a theater scene then though. So like my crazy was going out to La Poubelle, going to like the Amundsen and seeing, a show and then going to La Poubelle where everyone's like still like smoking inside and having drinks. And every now and then I'd run into a lot of birds, which was, they were all, it's like one strip on Franklin. There's like four I bars. I what you're talking about. And the bourgeois yeah. pig, baby. Bourgeois pig. It's all still there. And every now and then I'd run into a lot there at like bourgeois pig or something. He's like, what are you doing here? Oh God, the memories. That is so awesome. I remember that. Yeah. There's, there's so much that's changed here, but there's a few places that have, you know, 
that have you know stood the, st- the test of time. Yeah. Well, oh. David and I end up moving together in Burbank when he moved here permanently to start auditioning. And um, David, by the way, I still use that address for my uh, voter registration. <laughs> that apartment? I do. Let me tell you why. Because that little church that's right next to it across from the Vons yeah. is the fastest voting poll I've ever been to. And I'm afraid to lose that. So I just kept it. I won't no. change the address. Swear <laughs> to God. Yeah. So when I first get out to LA, I'm about, I just turned 21 and was talking to Alain. He goes, Hey, I'm moving out of my place. I said, I'm moving out there. He said, Hey, let's uh, get an apartment together. So we did. So yeah. this was after the party was done. This was the party was dissolved. I finished my senior year of high school and went to New York for a little bit, pursued my career out in New York for about two and a half years. And then when I was done with that, came out there. Yeah. And then, uh, a whole yeah, the, era of a lot of fun. I mean, that was a great yeah. era too. Allah is a roommate. Here we are now running together in LA, like some great times. So wait, were you here? Was this the moving out and then the Northridge earthquake? I'm trying to think. Were you here for no, that? No, he was no, he was here after that. I was after, okay. After. Yeah. No, it was me, Albert, and Chase that Chase, were here. Okay. And I was staying at Chase's house because my apartment wasn't ready yet. And it was our sec it was my second night in LA it was Northridge Quake. Oh my god. And that's and that's what sent Albert back to Chicago. Yeah. It was Northridge Quake. Yeah. Right a lot. It freaked him out. He said, forget this. Yeah. 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 And are you still talking to all the kids, Dee Dee and everyone? Yeah, we all still keep in touch. Uh for the most part. And you know the the we can get into that too. The group reunited about seven years ago. Um, and that was a lot of fun. And we, I mean, it was actually some of the best times of my life to be back with them, creating again, back in the studio, kind of uh, therapeutic. We got to get a lot of stuff uh, straightened out. That was awesome. And uh, Albert hit me up for my birthday, uh, AKA Joan. So we all still kind of keep in touch. I talked to Chase probably on average once, twice a month. And, uh, and we still kind of keep in touch with Didi, uh here and there. So, uh, we, yeah, for the most part still, and obviously we were all together for the reunion last year. Yeah. So I went to the reunion, which was insane. You want to talk about that for a second? Cause I think it's going to happen again at some point. You do. I mean, listen, Dale Goboldo, who's been on the podcast as well. Um, I told, I told him, I said, you should do this like once every five years. Yeah. You think you know? so? Yeah. It was yeah, once every five years. Yeah. It was, uh, uh, real quick, they, they had to revolve that we were trying to figure out the dates to do this thing. And Chase was calling me, I go, look, buddy, I work on the weekend, so you can't revolve it around me. I'll just do it. And I'll work it out. He goes, no, 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 no. You got to let me know. So I said, okay, well, May 18th right now is open. So it was okay, cool. So they started locking it in. Well, Megacon was in town that same weekend. And the people from Megacon found out about it and contacted them and said, are you nuts? You're trying to do your reunion in the same town as us with Mega. This is going to be insane. And then they came up with the idea, why don't we join forces and we'll have you guys on? Well, Megacon kind of thought, you know, we, we, they, they were cool enough to let us on, but I don't think they were expecting the outcome that we had. Right. Well, actually, I think the second biggest um, turnout, right? So we were the little engine that could for that. And it turned out phenomenal. Joey Fatone hosted our panel. We had a good 2,000 people in that room. It was awesome. And the audience got to ask questions and all that. So it was great. And the whole cast was, major- well, let's see. I think a good 26 members of the uh, cast were there, which I think there was a total of 32. <coughs> that was a good time. Yeah, for multiple multiple seasons as well. So it was really good. So 
I mean, besides the Britney and the Christina and the Carrie Russells, you know, the big ones, the, the ones that, that made it. <laughs> Everyone else showed up gladly. Oh, and of course, the, the excuse for them was they're busy. Right. <laughs> they're busy. They would, but they're busy, you know. But everybody else was not that busy. I'm gonna have Tony Luca on next week, Damon. Awesome. And we're gonna talk about the whole Christina Aguilera and the voice incident. Yeah. <laughs> I was, Which I, I, was I don't want to talk about it now because uh, yeah, I want to hear it straight from him because I'm gonna grill him on it because I want to know oh, exactly sure. what happened. The only thing I'll say is because of that. The MMC stuff kind of went crazy there for a while, and you can find a lot of stuff on YouTube because of him being on there. A sure. lot of the MMC went up on YouTube uh, after that. A lot of a lot of that stuff. Man, that's uh, crazy. So after you, okay, so after the party ended, I want to get back to this. Um, it ended. Were you upset about that? You knew it was coming. Was it a relief? Um, the, in actuality. Um, I quit. I quit the group. Um, okay. I kind of got pushed on a bad day by management and they were kind of pushing me in a corner and I was very tired and burnt out at the time. We had just come back from Asia, the tour in Asia, and I was just burnt out. And they, they were asking about going back to Asia and I was just kind of against it. Um, and anyway, long story short, I quit. So then when I quit, the group did kind of continue moving forward a little bit with the other four members. And then after a while, it just dissolved. You yeah. Know? It just dissolved. Um, and then, and then for me at that age, at the time, you know, was great. Came home, got, went back to my, finished my senior year of school, was with my family. It was all great. Um, and then in my mid twenties in LA, it was kind of one of those revelations of, uh, looking back and then trying to figure out, did I make the right choice, the regrets? And now we're seeing the careers of NSYNC, Britney, Christina starting to surface. These mega careers start coming, you know, out of the woodworks. And you're kind of going, wow, we didn't have those mentors to look up to prior to, you know, the group. We're going to take a little pause right here. That was part one with Damon Pampolina. We will be back in two weeks with part two, where Damon discusses the end of the party, some of the crazy stuff the Mouseketeers used to get into, and some of his worst ever auditions. Stay tuned. As always, I'm Christine Lakin. You can find me at Yo Lakin. You can find Alak Khaled at Alec Led and Worst Ever Podcast at Worst Ever Podcast. The worst moments of our life. Hey, girl. Hey, that's bad. Uh, so speaking of like worst ever experiences. That is the worst ever. I don't feel so good. And that was my worst audition ever. How bad can I be? <laughs> and we feel the pain is best or funny. 